while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Thursday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include more details on memorials for those killed in the line of duty in Burnsville last Sunday, a Minnesota man connected to a murder in L.A., and remembering one of the greatest moments in sports history. But we begin with Metro Transit light rail riders who can expect to see an expanded onboard safety presence starting tomorrow. Decked out in the royal blue uniforms, the 24 agents who are part of Metro Transit's Transit Rider Investment Program will do things like inspect fares, issue administrative citations, and even administer first aid and Narcan when necessary. Metro Transit General Manager Leslie Kanderis. We also know we have a lot of work yet to do. I hear from riders every day. I ride our system quite a bit myself, and I know we still have a lot of behavior that's illegal or otherwise not following the rules we expect of people, and it's, we are not providing a consistently safe, clean experience that people expect from us. Trip agents are also trained in de-escalation techniques. In St. Paul, Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. A search warrant shows Sunday morning's fatal shooting of three first responders in Burnsville happened as police were responding to a report of a sexual assault. It does not specify an alleged victim. Seven children and Shannon Gooden's girlfriend were inside the home at the time, but investigators say none were hurt. The warrant also says Gooden likely used multiple different guns in the barrage. It's not clear how he obtained them. Gooden was banned from owning firearms after being convicted of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon in 2007. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson in Wabasha last night. Rest in peace our hero, our friend, and our forever a Wabasha Kellogg Falcon. Community members gathering for a candlelight memorial honoring Burnsville police officer Matt Ruge who grew up in the small town just a couple of hours south of the Twin Cities. Logan Marquez has been Ruge's friend since first grade. And I'm just hurt to see he won't be around to do any more good. I know he's a lot more in his heart. He's full of it. All we can do is just remember what he did, about the good he did accomplish while he was here. Ruge graduated from Wabasha Kellogg High School in 2015. We learned that there will be a joint public funeral service next week for the three Burnsville first responders, including Ruge, who were killed in the line of duty over the weekend. It'll be held at Grace Church in Eden Prairie on Wednesday at 11 o'clock. The church has a 4,400-seat auditorium. Officials tell us we'll get more details about that service, including the processional route, sometime early next week. A Minnesota man's been arrested in connection to the brutal killing of a Los Angeles-based model. 41-year-old Magnus Humphrey was arrested at his home in Hopkins yesterday on an unrelated federal warrant, according to Los Angeles police. His arrest comes after 31-year-old Melissa Mooney was found beaten, bound, and stuffed inside of a refrigerator at her Los Angeles apartment last September. Investigators haven't disclosed a motive or if the two knew one another. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. State ambulance services and other emergency personnel say Minnesota's EMS system is on the brink of collapse. They're calling for $120 million in emergency funding from the legislature to address the problem. State Senator Grant Housechild. We're not just facing a problem or a challenge like we talk about often in policy. 
we are facing a crisis. I cannot emphasize enough that this is a crisis we are facing in Minnesota. The bill's supporters say EMTs have been leaving the profession in droves, and the shortage can mean longer response times for emergencies, especially in rural areas where ambulances are stretched thin. Lawmakers and others on a recently formed task force have also been considering increasing the role of volunteers and creating a system of employee retention incentives. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. A bill that would waive tuition for a portion of an aspiring teacher's education gets its first hearing at the Capitol today. It would allow them to do their mandatory student teaching hours without having to pay tuition. Kaylin Efta is a student teacher at the University of Minnesota Duluth. She says teachers in training are often placed in schools miles away. With the increased costs of gas, food, and not being able to work a job unless we opt in for late nights and weekends, we're struggling to take care of ourselves. The bill's authors say teaching is a core vocation in Minnesota and the state should help in any way it can. The plan would only apply to students at the University of Minnesota and Minnesota State Colleges. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830, WCCO. Minnesota Congressman and presidential candidate Dean Phillips dropping a bomb with WCCO's Chad Hartman this afternoon. Wouldn't all your listeners be more compelled by maybe Nikki Haley and Dean Phillips getting together on a unity ticket and actually doing for the first time, perhaps in our country's history, what most Americans really want, which is cooperation, collaboration, participation, decency, common sense. Phillips telling Chad a bipartisan ticket would restore faith in government and show the world what America is capable of. He says Nikki Haley will not win the Republican nomination, and should she then decide to run as an independent, he'd like to have a conversation with her about becoming her running mate. I'm Steve Simpson. A federal judge has affirmed a $5 million arbitration award against my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell. The judge ruling yesterday in favor of a software engineer who challenged data that Lindell says proves China interfered in the 2020 election and tipped the outcome to Joe Biden. Lindell is a prominent promoter of false claims that voting machines were manipulated. He launched his Prove Mike Wrong Challenge as part of a cyber symposium he hosted in South Dakota in 2021. The arbitrators ruled in favor of engineer Robert Zeidman last year. Lindell says he plans to appeal the latest ruling. Former Minnesota Vikings great Adrian Peterson has found himself in a bizarre situation due to an online auction. The former Minnesota Vikings star says several of his hard-earned NFL awards are being sold online without his permission. Peterson took to X to explain his side of the story. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. Several awards, including Adrian Peterson's NFL MVP Trophy, Rookie of the Year Trophy, and Offensive Player of the Year Trophy are all listed for sale, along with several non-football-related items, such as clothing and furniture. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. A Lakeville printing company is working around the clock helping others show their support for the Burnsville first responders killed in the line of duty. At Print Lab Wraps, the presses are going around the clock. We've probably done over 10,000 of these just, just since Monday. Chief Operations Officer Dana Bungert says the vehicle decals showing support for the Burnsville Police and Fire Departments originally started with an order from their client, Schmidt & Sons, which provides bus drivers and mechanics to the Minnesota Valley Transit Authority. You know, we never really thought that this would go more so viral as it has in our community, and it was just the intent of 
helping them out. They're great customers of ours and wanting to get them done. Bungert says since Sunday night, they've received orders from multiple police and fire departments and even local high school hockey teams that plan to showcase smaller versions of the decals on players' helmets during tourney time. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCL. Finally, 44 years ago today, ABC's Al Michaels uttered that famous line. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. They were heavy underdogs and not given much of a chance to win. Yet the United States defeated the Soviets 4-3 in the medal round. Forward John Harrington recalls the go-ahead goal. I just forechecked the puck and just worked it up the wall to Pavlich, and he made a play to Mike, and, and Mike was coming down the slot and scored the goal and ended up being the game winner. But at the time, there was still 10 minutes left, the longest 10 minutes of John's life. I was trying to tell myself not to not to look at the clock because it didn't seem to be moving, you know, and, and so, but uh, it, was, uh, it was exciting and, uh, and just a crazy experience. A crazy experience that propelled the Americans to gold. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.